0: Absolute power corrupts
1: absolutely.
0: Welcome once again. Hi, I am JT, a.k.a. the Master. And as always, on this fine Sunday morning, this is the Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-647-3220. I say that again, 347-637-3220. It's the place to be if you want to talk to JT we got a great show in store for you today. We're talking about week nine, fantasy football. One week closer to the fantasy playoffs. Just think about this. The trade deadline for your uh, respective leads is coming up uh, probably in about two, three weeks, give or take. Depending on when you start your fantasy playoffs. Most fantasy playoffs start at week 13. Some go 14, some go 12, Um, uh, you know, depending on your league. Uh, I have a league that I'm in that the regular season ends on week 13. I mean, excuse me, week 12. Then they start with a two-week playoff for each round, week 13, 14, and week uh, 15, 16. That means only a certain amount of teams, uh, four teams, in fact, get in. Uh, Eight teams play. Um my four teams play uh uh week uh, thirteen and fourteen uh and then uh whoever wins that uh basically semi final match uh gets to go to the final match, which is week fifteen and sixteen very short um that 's the only league i 'm like that most leagues start at thirteen I got a few leagues that start at week fifteen and end at seventeen one round each each week but this is this is week nine where we have six teams that are on buys. So, any, any you got some big name quarterbacks out there that are, are not playing. Russell Wilson, Carson Palmer, uh, Joe Flacco, uh, the much maligned uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, Brian Hoyer, who's surprisingly playing well in, in the fantasy leagues if, if he's not on your team or um, you picked him up in a buy and used him. He's been playing relatively well. And uh, Alex Smith, so you got um, six teams, like I said, on by. So any of those players, Arizona, Baltimore, Houston Texans, Detroit Lions, Kansas City Chiefs, or the Seattle Seahawks, you can't use Beast Mode. You can't use Tarkandrick West. You can't use um, Alfred Blue, if you would tr- use him, or De- DeAndre Hopkins. You can't use Megatron or... Um, anybody in that Detroit lineup like i said and you definitely sure can't use the um the um the guys that are from Arizona or Baltimore so you got to make do with what you have you got to look on the waiver wire if you haven't picked up or done any trades so it is what it is and uh hopefully the past weeks that I've talked to you, you picked up players. I'm going to talk about some free agents out there that you may want to pick up. If you haven't picked them up or pick them up in the future, I just found out one gem that just got activated. I'm going to tell you about them. Um I think uh, people should pick them up. You never know. You got room when you wave a wire. You never know that this kid may be a, uh, a, a, a gem just waiting to be unleashed at the right time. But we'll get to that when we do. So before we do that, Let's bring in my um, esteemed—I don't know if I want to call him host or co-host. I say co-host because this is my show and I'm the host, Mister FSP. How you doing, there, young man? And wake the hell on up!
1: Wow, really? Is that how you bring me on?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: That's just like a smack in the face. Oh, but no, ladies gentlemen, just
0: like I'm going to smack you this week again.
1: Okay. Well, let's get right to that, shall we?
2: Shall we? Uh, shall we? Go right ahead. <laughs> Listen,
1: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, FSP proudly presents me. <laughs> it's me, Mr. <laughs> FSP. Yeah, okay. And, you know, I've been absent a couple of weeks because yes, I've been you doing have. a lot of work, a lot of work with uh, my normal everyday job mm-hmm. on the weekends. Um, you know, I'm trying to improve a place that is good, but it can be even better. So I had to take care of business. Now, this week, today, in a few hours, I plan to unleash hell <laughs> on earth on this old fossil. We've heard this that, before. Well, you know, I told you, when it comes to the, to the uh, ESPN League that I manage... Where I luckily, by the grace of of some bad behavior or whatever it was, I took a L last week, making me seven and one. And you know what? That's fine. I needed that wake up call and and this is gonna be sweeter when I destroy the dreams of this always talking, never humble, always talking jerk that's my co host.
0: Wait a minute. Why, why, why? See, I don't disparage you like that. I don't call you names outside what your name is.
1: call me
0: Well, you know,
1: wake up. Wake up, man. Wake up. Yeah, but that's not calling you calling you out your name. Okay. Well, I'm going to shoot you like Jerome Simpson did. I'm going to flip over the end zone and land for the touchdown and beat you like you stole something. Okay.
0: Uh Mr. FSP. May I ask you something? Um, sure. In the in, the le- in, in your leagues. Um, in your, uh, your uh, neighborhood league, who gave you that L? That you wanted it, uh,
1: it was the person you're actually tied with in your division dog pound. I know I, su- I think, did,
0: didn't I give you an L in that league? No.
1: In the neighborhood you didn't. league. We did- yeah, yes, no. I did. Oh, in the in the neighborhood league, in yes. the neighborhood league. Uh we're not talking about uh, Yahoo. Wait a minute!
0: Wait a minute! Wait a Let me let
1: me. I'm not host here. I'm not I'm the host. I'm,
0: a, I'm, the host. I'm asking you a question, and all I'm asking for is a is a uh a, a, a response: yes or no. Did I did I give you the only L in that league?
1: Ladies and gentlemen, if you notice. I only have one L in this league and the other league we're talking Wait about. Wait a minute. Well, we have, you're, you're not answering answered. the
0: question. You're not answering asked, the question. Uh, I asked you, did I? I, did. I you I were did. undefeated. You, listen to me. You were undefeated in that league. And who gave you the L?
1: At that point in time. Oh, you say like, hey, I'm and answering the question. Who gave you the L? Hey, listen. This isn't why are you badgering Wait. the
0: witness? Wait a minute, what I'm you asking, I'm I'm like asking you, you but, but, you're not, but you're not answering me the question. You're trying to... Um,
1: I'm answering um, the question.
0: You, not, did, did I? Not, let, me, let me make this basic and simple for you so you don't have to expound on anything, <laughs> but either a yes or a no. You were undefeated before you matched me. Yes or no?
1: In the yes, Yahoo yes League?
0: Yes or no. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, uh, yes uh, or no.
1: Uh, I'm asking for clarification.
0: In the Yahoo League? In? Okay, you're right. In the Yahoo League, which is a neighborhood league, um, you and I matched up last week. Did I not beat you? Week. Yes, did Doing I not beat week. you? Uh, and, and you were undefeated. Did I not beat you? Yes or
1: no? Yes, but that yes wasn't no. last week. That wasn't well, last week, though. Whatever we match...
0: Whatever you matched up with me and you were undefeated, did I not beat you, yes or no?
1: Since you put it that way, the answer would be. Yes or no? That's win. If you're going to count that point. Uh, your, your Honor, l- I'm asking for a yes or no answer from I'm this asked- witness,
0: and he's being hostile.
1: <laughs> Listen, I w- I'm not a witness for the uh, plaintiff. I'm a witness for the defense. I'm yes, defending myself. I'm,
0: and I'm asking you me. a yes or no answer. That's all. It's, not, not, listen, it's basic.
1: Listen.
0: It's it's either okay. a three-letter word or a two-letter word. Yes or no?
1: Well, the F and E, you have nothing to do with it here. I'm Wait trying to explain. <laughs> no, no, no need
0: to. There's no need to explain. Listen. All you have to okay. do is answer me.
1: No, no, you no. were undefeated no. when we, we matched
0: up. Wait a minute. You now, were undefeated this, when we matched yes, up.
1: When we And matched did I up. Now, not defeat
0: you and break your unbeaten streak? Yes. No, you did or not. Or no.
1: No. No, you didn't. And I'm going to put it to you so that you can understand. Did I not understand?
0: Once you, un, you I'm wa- undefeated.
1: I want to, I'm going to you explain undefeated? this. Once you undefeated. Ladies and gentlemen, my entire, and when I say entire starting lineup was on the bye week Come that on, week. Come on.
0: That, all that. That's that, what happened. That's part, that's that part of so management. That, that's part of that management. I, part I have nothing answer. to do with that. All I have to do is part deal of with, with whatever lineup, when, including you, whatever lineup yes. you put out there is what you have to deal with. Now, any now, way you manage it, it's, up to, ext- so, it's yeah, up to correct. you. It's up to you. Correct.
1: Correct. And I'm trying to explain why. Oh, <laughs> come on, there was Victor. Come issue. on. Come on! Why don't you, you just won. say yes or
0: no? I beat you and I broke your unbeaten streak. And every matchup, well, and I'm going to ask you another. Oh I'm going to ask man. you another. We we've had three matchups. I mean, this is going to be the fourth man, matchup. This oh is the minute. That, see, no, no, no. I, I will answer you the question. Told me, I will answer told the question. You told me. You told oh me. that. Um. Let, let me see now. Okay, Louis, I'm going. I'll, I'll beat you down later. Okay. No. And I, I knew what was coming. When you said that, <laughs> and what did you? So, well, so wait, I, was no, for, no, I was ready for. I was ready for you today.
1: You won. Listen to me. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I need to express how this happened because yes. No, you don't. I no, you don't. Yes, no do. you don't. Yes, I do. What? Yes, now I do. Yes, I do. Now you because, want to make excuses? No, All
0: you have to no, say no,
1: is listen. We, I'm had, Trump. I'm making America better. We've had three better. matchups. Yeah, we've uh, had three matchups.
0: We've had three matchups. In three different listen. leagues, and every matchup, regardless of what your record is, regardless of what roster you had and I had, doesn't make a difference. Oh, wow, does
1: not yeah, make does. a difference. Yes, it does. No,
0: it doesn't. It does. No, it, it doesn't. Does it it a... doesn't make a difference because no, at the difference. bottom line, it's whether you win or lose.
1: Okay. that's the bottom well, line. I'm, it's whether I'm you not, win or lose. Listen, it doesn't make I'm a not difference debating. who you
0: who you have or who you don't have I'm, because
1: I'm not debating even, the winner or the loss. What I okay. am debating is the circumstances in which it Who came cares? about. I'm, Who cares? Because I'm about to explain it. I'm going to, why? Let me explain why? it. You explain it to because you? You explain you know it? You don't want the people to know the, the truth. You don't want the people to know it, the truth. That's the what, truth that's, is you That's lost. what it is. The truth no. is you no. lost. <laughs> the truth is this. Okay,
0: okay. Victor, I'm going to give this. you a chance to explain your way. And everybody who's listening, get out your violins and start playing them while Victor explains why he lost. Okay. Go ahead, Victor.
1: Here's the situation. In three, uh, yeah, I believe we we faced each other three times in in three different leagues already. Two of those victories <laughs> I didn't even I didn't get it out, but that's okay. Uh <laughs> two of those wins that Jerry pulled out uh get out! Get out! Really? Jerry. Really? <laughs> you see how he does not want to have the truth come out. You see his republicanisms are coming out. At any rate, in two of those uh three victories, Jerry did defeat my team. In one of the <laughs> you have to control the board too, right? You have to control the board. I'm the host too. of
2: this show. I'm Leave about the show. Keep the
1: board alone. No, no, because you, you keep messing with the board. So, anyway, um, in in this one particular situation that Jerry's talking about, my entire, That's and I mean power. my entire, Corrupted. you know, I'm about to control Absolutely. the board. I'm about to control the board. Hey, no, no, That's no. You, this is my show. You, you Don't touch that board. <laughs> Don't touch Just that board! Stop, stop Stop <laughs> when I'm talking! Stop doing that! Okay. Go so ahead, anyway, I'm, I'm glad you're having fun with this. I'm glad you're having fun, loser. So anyway, I got to keep you awake. Uh, is this one? No, you don't. You know I got to go to bed, dude. Uh, in one, in this one particular uh, instance, Jerry's entire starting lineup was was available. His entire starting lineup is available. Due My entire excellent management. Well, well, listen, hey, that was great because he, he planned his entire draft around facing me in week seven. Don't believe Hurrah it. Hurrah for him. Don't so, believe it. In any, in any situation, week seven is when we played in the uh, Yahoo League. And I believe the score. Squ-
0: Hello? Hello? Victor, I think I lost you. Victor, I lost you. I think I lost you, Victor. Because I don't hear you anymore. I think I lost Victor. Or did I lose myself? I think I lost Victor. Hello, Victor. Hello, Victor. Victor, you there? Or did I lose me? <clears throat> Hello, Victor. Victor, you
1: there?
0: Victor, you there? <clears throat> uh, I think I lost Victor. Hopefully, we can get him back, people. Uh, because he, he wanted to explain <clears throat> um, why he lost. I don't know why, but... Uh, uh, but hopefully he'll call back and uh, we can, can uh, continue the conversation. Anyway, reason what he was talking about... <clears throat> is that uh um he's trying to explain away the the losses especially in the neighborhood league uh where um I have a um two game winning streak and uh, uh in in the um in the uh, uh ESPN league where we're playing this week where he's um <clears throat> he happens to be i think the number 1 seed right now um i started off 0 and 3 if i'm not mistaken um and uh he is uh 7 and 1 and uh i'm on a five game winning streak he just lost his first game so uh this is a going to be a pretty good matchup and uh uh he wanted to come on and try to talk some smack and it's tough to talk smack with me because I'm not afraid to bring it back to you uh, tenfold. But that's not why we're here. We, if we can get him back, we can get him back. If not, um, we'll move on with the show. Hopefully, he'll call back. And uh, we go from there. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, he dropped off. It doesn't look like he's coming back. But we'll try to get him back um and uh finish the conversation cuz I wanted to his get get his input on the matchups that are going to take place we had one already take place Cleveland and Cincinnati uh, a lot of pundits <coughs> <coughs>
2: excuse
0: me thought that the uh running backs from Cleveland I mean from Cincinnati would uh uh run all over uh, the Cleveland defense which is uh near the bottom uh, of uh uh fantasy and preventing um running backs from um putting up huge numbers and uh that didn't happen. Uh Gio- Giovanni Bernard and uh it looked like the Giovanni Bernard show really cause, uh to tell you the truth the um the Cincinnati Bengals, I thought they would be running all over the uh, Cleveland Browns, and like I said, that didn't happen. It was like uh, uh, it's more of a struggle, and you would expect it to be more of a struggle because the the, the two teams um, are division rivals and state interstate rivals also. And uh, um, we had uh, Giovanni Bernard running for seventy two yards. Uh, We had uh, Jeremy Hill running for 52 yards, and uh, they split the carries damn near uh, 50-50. Giovanni had 13 carries, like I said, for 72 yards, and Jeremy Hill had 15 carries for 52 yards. (laughs) Giovanni only had one catch for 14, and Jeremy Hill had one catch for no gain. So it was virtually split down the line. Like I said, Giovanni... And the PPR gave you a couple extra points, um, and that wound up to be nine. Uh, Jeremy Hill gave you six points, even though he didn't get any yards. He get the points for the reception, so he gave you six points. So there's no clear-cut back in that backfield, which is tough. Uh, A.J. Green had a pedestrian um, game. In the PPR, it's nine because he had four catches for 53 yards. In the standard, he only gave you five points. Mohamed Sanu is the one that you wanted to own. He had three, especially in PPR, he had three catches for 25 yards, which is five points. Okay. And then he also had um, a uh, uh, um, a one-rushing touchdown for 25 yards. So that gives you 8 points for the 20 uh, the, the uh, 10 yards per per rush and and uh and the touchdown. That's 8 points plus what he caught in three so that so it gives you 13. But how many people had Mohamed Sanu in their lineup? Not too many, I guess. And Gary Gary Barnage had a very and it, you know what it is because it's Johnny Manziel, who doesn't target the, the tight end that often. Um, it's the uh, – Travis Benjamin didn't even have a good day. I mean, it was pretty rough for everyone except for the ty- the Tyler Eifert and Marvin Jones um, owners. You had Marvin Jones in there, you had five catches for 78 yards. Tyler Eifert went completely off. Five catches for fifty-three yards, but get this—he had three
2: touchdowns.
0: Monster night, monster night for Tyler Ivor fans. But that's in the past. We're dealing with the we're dealing with the future. So let's get to it. Let's get to um, get to um, week nine in fantasy football. Got a lot of great games in reality and in um uh fantasy. And like I said, we're dealing mainly with fantasy, and I want to get to um some guys that, that may be out there sitting out there that that you haven't thought of or you or you may yeah, you haven't thought of. Maybe an the afterthought they were hurt or they're coming off the wave off off the IR. And um, it's time to pick him up. Um, I held on to someone for the beginning of the season. A couple times I wanted to drop him, decided not to, because in my gut I had a feeling. And now he's a, he's a starting running back on a dynamic offense because of the, big, uh, the uh, big injury of the number one running back. In fact, he was probably the number one running back in the league. I'm talking about D'Angelo Williams. I held on to him. I picked him up early, first first week of the season. Number of times either wanted to include him in a trade or wanted to drop him, and I decided that my gut said hold on to him because you never know. Even though and, and Le'Veon Bell had been pretty pretty resilient, and what happened? He went down big time, uh, and, and now I have a starting running back who played well the first two weeks, and I expect him to do do so for the next few weeks. Anyway, let's let's uh get to the first game on the agenda and it this is a doozy. One o'clock game. Big time quarterbacks, um, running backs, uh, one struggling, one got a pretty good the uh um on a pretty good roll. I'm talking about Absolute the Green Bay power. Packers. Corrupt.
1: Absolutely.
0: Oh, that's that's cute. I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. You know, I I can't see you. I don't know what you're doing because even though you're doing that, um, I can't see you on the board. Um, you just need to call in if you're messing with me like that. You just need to call in and man up. That's all I got to say. Um, it, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying to get Mister FSP back on on the air. He seems to be messing with me a little bit, but that's okay because we can we can pass we can go through that. Anyway, like I said, the Packers and the Panthers are um, on the first one up on the agenda. They're playing in Carolina. Carolina is undefeated. Um, The Packers were previously undefeated. And now they're uh, um, Aaron Rodgers, his worst career game of of, of his career. Like I said, worst career game. I shouldn't. Worst career game of his career. That's pretty stupid. But it, it was his worst career game ever. Let me put it that way. 77 total yards he had. Never, ever seen Aaron Rodgers get that. And I just pulled off a trade to get Aaron Rodgers. Now I have Carson Palmer because he's on a bye. Now I have Aaron Rodgers for my playoff run. I'm 6-2 in this. I'm number one uh, right now in this, and uh, I, I, I think I'm pretty loaded. I mean, if I gave up Adrian Peterson to get Aaron Rodgers, and I wouldn't budge off that. Uh, and the guy finally conceded to give me Aaron Rodgers for Adrian Peterson. I have Todd Gurley. I have Eddie Lacy, which a lot of people have given up on, but I haven't. Uh, and I had him handcuffed with uh, James Starks. And I also have D'Angelo Williams as my running backs. Now, I'm going to talk about a guy that I picked up uh, when I get to these teams. But uh, I picked two two young guys up. Um, then I'll get to and I have high expectations for both of them. And I suggest if you have room on your waiver wire to, to do the same thing. So I gave up Adrian Peterson to get Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know this is a tough Carolina defense, and I happen to have the Carolina defense as my defense for, for the greater part of this year. In fact, I think the only time I gave him up was on their bye week because I like their defense. Um, and I know I'm, I'm going to hurt if Aaron Rodgers, who – after losing a game, has never lost two games in a row, Um, and and, and the next game after a loss always puts up big numbers. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers and Carson Palmer in my playoff, uh, in my rest rest of my season. So depending on the matchup, because Carson Palmer, believe it or not, those Carson Palmer um, um, owners has a very rough schedule after his bye. Just check the teams that he plays after the bye. The first team he plays is the Seattle um Seattle uh, uh Seahawks. In Seattle. So I have Aaron Rodgers that I can and, and Carson Palmer that I can mix and match depending on the matchup of that week, um, as my two quarterbacks. I'm I'm sitting golden. I'm I'm, I'm I love it. Anyway, Packers and Panthers. Um overcast day about fifty five, perfect ball weather. Don't pick winners and losers. I pick fantasy relevant players. Let's go get to it real quick here. Um, we got about a, a little more than an hour left in the show. You got to play Aaron Rodgers, okay? And I'm not going to say temper your expectations because Aaron Rodgers put up big numbers the last time they played each other. He's only thrown for two touchdowns. I mean, two interceptions, uh, and he's had 15 touchdowns uh, against that. So 15 touchdowns. Uh, 15 to 2 ratio, I can take that all day. I can take that all day. So use your two. There's a no brainer. You know what? Eddie Lacy fans, you got six six teams on a buy. Six teams on a buy. Some decent running backs that are included in those six teams. You put Eddie Lacy in your lineup. I don't care where you put him, RB one, two, or even in your flex. But you put Eddie Lacy in your lineup. Chances are you're not. Uh, you possibly you're not as, um, I wouldn't say stacked, but you're not don't have the running back type of running backs that I have. If you do, then you can you can afford to put Eddie Lacey on your on your bench. Um, but for the for the most of you, I think he's going to be able to run through this Carolina defense. Uh, James Jones and Randall Cobb. Now I know Randall Cobb has not been what you expect from Randall Cobb, but I, I think. Um, I think he I think he uh uh um I think he uh um does it now. I think he 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 gets decent yards cuz I don't think uh I know um excuse me. I know Carolina's defense is is uh uh <clears throat> pretty good and I I don't think the uh um Pass defense is is as good as uh as stifling as the um, Denver Broncos. They're good, but I don't, they're not as stifling as the Denver Broncos. Plus, uh, the pass rush from the Carolina Panthers is not as intense as the as it was from the Denver Broncos. So, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have more time to, to, for his wide receivers to get open and um, uh, do their thing. I like James Jones and Randall Cobb. You play both of them. You got six teams on a bye. You probably don't have uh, great alternatives. If you do, God bless you. If you don't, then you got to play them, okay? There's no Megatron here. There's no uh, Larry Fitzgerald or John Brown or any, Michael Floyd. Um, I'm just thinking right off the top of my head, guys, that that you may want to play, but you can't because they're on byes. But it's, I, I, would play, I wouldn't play. I would think about Devontae Adams. No way. On the other side, Cam Newton to definitely start. He, I don't think he's going to have a good time as most people think. He struggles against Green Bay. I like Jonathan Stewart. I like Jonathan. People, let me put it this way. Look at Jonathan Stewart's rest of the season schedule. If you have a chance. To pick up Jonathan Stewart in a a trade, do so. Package a running back and a wide receiver. Jonathan Stewart, as long as he stays healthy, is going to have one hell of a run from about week 12 to the end of the season. Week 11, somewhere around there to the end of the season. I'm telling you, trust me when I say this. He's going. To, he stays healthy. He's going to want to have one hell of a run. And if it's not Jonathan Stewart, I suggest if you do trade for Jonathan Stewart and pick him up, pick up Cameron Artis Payne, his his his, uh, his uh, backup, because whoever is running in that backfield, they have ideal matchups for about five or six weeks, starting from week I think week eleven, somewhere around there. And if you could wait a minute, I could tell you exactly uh, what the. Nope, that's not it. Damn it. The um, his schedule. On and, and why I'm saying that, because he is, uh, and you'll see what I'm saying. Let me go. I'll go. I'll go here, and let me uh, just bring this out because we're talking about Carolina. And uh, um, this is week nine and a lot of people um, you should be looking uh, to get your uh, self in order here from week 12 on at Dallas at New Orleans home against Atlanta at the Giants away against Atlanta that's Week week twelve to week sixteen. That includes the regular four, uh, three game three week playoff run. Fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen. He's got the best schedule of any running back in fantasy. The best schedule of any running back in fantasy. Jonathan Stewart or a Carolina's running back. So if, whether it's Jonathan Stewart, if he gets hurt, Cameron Artis Payne. If you have a shot to pick him up do so. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, okay? Don't say I didn't tell you. This is week nine, so I'm giving you three weeks, at least two weeks. Because he may not have a good week, a uh, week 10, and this, that may be the week you want to target him, okay? Because uh, um, week nine, he looks like against the Green Bay Packers, he could have a decent time. Uh, decent time. It's a decent matchup, but uh from week twelve on, he's absolutely, as long as he stays healthy, got a hell of a schedule. Hell of a schedule. All right. Um quite naturally, and, and the reason I'm saying on this is because you're going to play Greg Olson. That's a that's a given. And and um wide receiver three, four, you may want to pick up Ted Ginn, big play wide receiver. He's very inconsistent in the hands. You don't even know what ten, what ten game you're going to get. Let's move on because we only got uh, a less than an hour, and I've w- been on this one team way too long. But I wanted to get all, that all out for you because the fact is, um, if you're if 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 you're in a position to, to trade for Jonathan Stewart, do so. It's going to. I mean, you're you're going to be golden from one running back position. With him, now don't give up the the sink kitchen sink to get him. Do it within reason. But he's not a big name, and um, your owner may think, well, I'll, I'll I'll grab him. I mean, I'll give him up because he you know he's Jonathan Stewart, blah blah. He's not really putting up monster numbers, but I think when week twelve on he's going to put up monster numbers. I really believe that. Anyway, let's move on to the next one, which is the. Uh, redskins unfortunately mr victor mr f s p uh we we have a certain
1: uh um,
0: uh um wager about this and this is the uh third of four the redskins against the a f c east visit the patriots yes visit the unbeaten patriots in New England, another 55 and clear. It's going to be clear for the Patriots because it's clear that the Patriots are are, are going to be uh, fruitful and multiply in fantasy points in this game. Um, I'd have to think that the Washington uh, Redskins and the Kurt Cousins-led Redskins Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw the ball, okay? The running game isn't too, too too much. Chris Thompson, healthy. Chris Thompson is the one that you want to own in that backfield. Uh, Runs the ball very little, but they use him in a passing game, and he's very good in PPR. I expect Chris Thompson to be used heavily in this game because Kirk Cousins is going to have to throw to him uh, because the running game, New England is going to – uh, stack the box. They're gonna stock the box and make Kirk Cousins beat them. You know that's not gonna happen. Kirk Cousins is the is, is the uh, um check down King. So if that's the case, check down King, Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, uh are big big uh, um big options here. Jordan Reed, a healthy Jordan Reed, one of the top tight ends in all fantasy, believe it or not. You gotta play play uh Jordan Reed uh Deshaun Jackson supposed to make his debut. Um, look for the injury reports to come out to make sure that's going to happen. I would temper my expectations in Deshaun Jackson. Um, if you don't have a if you don't have a better option, then you got to put him in there. I just I would and I'll just put him in there as a flex, not a wide receiver one quite naturally and a two flex. Maybe you get some decent numbers out of him, but um, he's coming back from a long layoff uh, hamstring and. Yeah, I don't think he's 100%, but he's uh, um, enough of a percentage for him to start. Uh, I temper my expectations on that. I think it's Jordan Reed, um, Pierre Garçon, and, and uh, Chris Thompson are the ones to use in on that side of the ball. On the other side, and, and New England is um, 19th in preventing fantasy points against the running back. So Kirk Cousins, the weakness in New England, is in the receiving option. Quite naturally, when Revis and, and, and company left, um, the weakness is in the backside of the New England defense. So how do you attack them? In in the passing game, Kirk Cousins. I like the New England defense in this game because I think Kirk Cousins is going to give uh, New England some nice presence um, this Sunday. On the other side, Tom Brady, 300, over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Um, against this defense that is 17th, in, middle of the road. They're middle of the, middle of the pack, basically, in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver positions. And this is the New England Patriots. So I expect LeGarrette Blunt to run very well. I expect Deion Lewis to catch passes out of the backfield. So you can play both of those guys. Um, and I also, quite naturally, you play Julian Elliman you play um, Gronkowski, and for those who are hurting for wide receivers, last two weeks, Brandon LaFell has the case of the drops. I think he's getting more in tune. I think uh, Tom Brady's not going to stop throwing to him. Brandon LaFell is a flex for me. Not a wide receiver, too, but a decent flex for those who like putting wide receivers in the flex position. I'm not a fan of that for the most part, but in desperate times, you do desperate call for desperate me- desperate measures. So, you play Grand LaFell, and you know what? I'd play the uh, kicker. He's probably he's one of the best kickers in the league. He gets a lot of opportunities. They move the ball quite a bit in, in New England, and and it's in New England. Steven Gaskowski, I think he gets close to double digits in uh, fantasy points nine, ten points this week because of the way that the uh, New England Patriots, I think, are going to move the football. Um, so let's move on to the, the next matchup, which calls which calls for the um, – this may be – well, I don't know if it's going to be a shootout, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, the Titans versus the Saints. You know what happened last week with Eli throwing for six touchdowns and still losing the game. Uh, over 100 points scored in that game. Over 100 points scored in that game. 52 to 49, unbelievable in in New Orleans. So there's no weather conditions to worry about. Marcus Mariota is making his his uh, now he's coming back off an injury, and um, <clears throat> Drew Brees is hot, thrown to everybody every which way, and uh, Kendall Wright is out. So. Marcus Mariota won't have a chance to pick up, uh, to go with Kendall Wright. Now, i tell you, go to Kendall Wright. Now, I'll tell you this. Uh, some leagues, Kendall Wright has been um, put on a waiver wire. That's Marcus Mariota. If Marcus Mariota is back, that's Marcus Mariota's favorite, tar- one of his favorite targets besides, besides um, um, Delaney Walker. Pick him up. Pick him up. It's, it's probably an afterthought. People don't think too much of Ken, Kendall Wright. Uh, I'm not one of them. Uh, I don't have ro- roster room on my roster. Otherwise, um, I would. Uh, I had a choice between that and another player, and I, I, I we'll get to that. But uh, Kendall Wright should be picked up. Um, if, he's dealing with MCL, but that MCL, it, it, he's walking around hit the, um, the, the uh, team's facility. So he may not be good for this week. But uh, there's a strong possibility he'll play in week 10. They got a new coach. And a new coach says that Antonio Andrews is the lead back from here on. I don't believe that. <clears throat> David Cobb is uh, more, more than likely, supposedly, with the old coach, Ken Wisena, um, came came back off the IRs, I should say, out of shape. So he may need a week or two to get uh, um, acclimated, I told you last week, I think I told you two weeks ago and last week, to pick up David Carr. I'm, excuse me, D- David Cobb. I, he was the best running back in training camp, in preseason, until he got hurt. They put him on IR designated to return. He was eligible to return this week. Um, he probably won't make his debut until next week. Pick up David Cobb. Put him on your bench. He's one of these players, that's one of them I'm talking about, that is a late-season gem that I think is going to blossom, David Cobb. Since Kendall Wright is not going to be around and, and, and is out this week, um, they're looking to get Dorial Green Beckham, who's had a hard time picking up the playbook and, and uh, understanding the offense. They're going to try to get him uh, more involved in the offense. And uh, uh, he's another guy I would just pick up and put on the bench. Let me put it that way. I know I'm saying put a lot of guys on the bench, It's all according to what you have available and and, and the risks that you want to take on on picking these guys up. Um, I don't think he's a a viable option. You know, he may go off this week, but I I, I'm not feeling it. the prior coach of staff hasn't been feeling it because he's supposedly having difficulty picking up the playbook, being where he's supposed to be at the right time. Um, what I do like in here is Marcus Mariota. I like him uh, uh, going against this uh, um New Orleans defense. So put him in your de- uh, um put him in your uh um lineup along with uh Delaney Walker and uh um Take it from there, and uh, let me bring this uh, other guy in here that uh, I haven't talked to in a couple of weeks. What's up, Macau? How you doing?
2: What's up, Slim? You you in here on your birthday? Really? Me? What's that? You 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 in here doing this on your birthday? My birthday? Yeah, isn't the end of the day your birthday?
0: No way, buddy. My birthday is in May. On oh, Cinco yeah, de Mayo. your
2: birthday is in May.
0: Cinco de Mayo. Oh.
2: Yeah, it is single to my
0: album. Yes, sir. What's
2: going on with you, man? How you, how you nope. doing this evening? Uh, not,
0: not too bad. How about yourself?
2: I'm hanging in there, man. I, I, last night I saw something very incredible. What's that? I actually saw Timothy Bradley, who's a boxer, who's not known for knocking people out. Right. I saw him knock somebody out last night. Bradley did? Bradley knocked out Brandon Rios. Really? Yeah. Knocked him out, man. What round? And guess who uh I wanna say the ninth round. Eighth okay. or ninth round. Right. And guess who his guess who his trainer is now? Who? Tony Atlas. What? Tony really? Tony Atlas is training Tim Bradley, and Tim Bradley looked good. He looked real good. He looked so good that he dropped Brandon Rio. Now, he was supposed to win the fight. You know, everybody was thinking he was going to win the fight, but, you know, nobody thought that he was going to knock him out. He knocked him out, man. He dropped him with a body punch. The dude no. To the slam to the, yes. He dropped him with a body punch.
0: That doesn't happen that often man that that's
2: that's uh... exactly exactly that's why I had to call you I was like yo he, he dropped him with a body first wow it, he dropped him, he, he- he beat him so bad the Bama retired. <laughs> he gonna retire is that right? Yes, brandon Rio said i'm retiring the human the human punching bag. This dude is one of them type dudes that want to come head first, all hard and want to make you quit. You know what I'm saying? No, nothing. I mean, no special effects, nothing. No, no maneuvering around. Just come straight forward and take your punches. Yeah. Wow. He got knocked out by Timothy Bradley by by uh, a gut punch. Drop wow.
0: Punch. So so Tony Atlas must must have. Uh, um... Uh, must have trained Timmy, Timothy Bradley in a different way and got, gave gave him a, a lot more power, which I'm surprised. Uh, if he if he I don't if know. he uh, if he if he knocked him out, uh, Rios, I'm talking about with a body punch.
2: It, it was more so his footwork. He
1: worked with him on his footwork. Okay. His footwork looked
2: his footwork looked very impressive. His jab was was much more cleaner. You know his his body. You know his uh the way he was putting together his punches were uh were a little bit different. But you know you can still see the same Timothy Bradley in him. But it he didn't look he didn't look so sloppy. You know what I'm saying? Normally Tim, Tim, My my thing with Tim, he would get sloppy in, in at by you know by mid fight. know, And his punches would wouldn't land. You know accurately, and you know he'd be throwing kind of like some wild punches, even though he, he'd be coming from a straight orthodox position. So he looked very fundamentally sound, very much fundamentally sound. He didn't, and he kind of, uh, he was sticking and moving. He was sticking and moving. He, he was the everything thing
0: that Atlas told him to do. So, you know, Tony Atlas loved that, man. Right.
1: He got
2: to love Wow.
0: That. Wow. Yeah, well, if you you, you clean up your footwork, you got more leverage. You put more power in your punches. So, um Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Hey, uh it was a smart move on his part to get t- uh Tony Atlas to uh train him. Um I guess he realized that the, he needed to to improve whatever way Tony Atlas yeah. had, see, saw fit and uh it uh it worked out. So um, Yeah.
2: Did Did you get a chance to check out that
0: guy I uh, I told you about? No, I didn't. In fact, I forgot all about him, man. I I wrote him down. and I don't even know where where it is at now. I've been extremely uh, uh, busy, and I forgot all about him. What's the guy's name again?
2: His name is uh, Terrence Crawford. Don't worry, he'll probably be the next fighter that Pacquiao fights. He might be the next guy to Pacquiao fight. I thought Pacquiao was
0: retiring. I guess he changed his
1: mind.
2: No, he's going to have one more fight in April. He's going to have one more fight in April, and the talk is either Terrence, uh, Terrence Crawford or I forgot the other gentleman's name. or Amir Khan. Yeah, Amir Khan or Terrence Crawford. I don't think Khan is going to get that fight. I think uh, Pacquiao is going to go with Terence Crawford. And if it's, if it's, if if it is his last fight, I think he's going to lose. Why not lose okay. to a Bob Arum guy?
0: Yeah, uh, Bob Arum's not too well liked, I guess. <clears throat> uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Oh, he 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 just look, he just every time i see bob at him, he looks he looks looks to me like a uh, um a uh ambulance chaser let me put it that way uh when he's when he's um <laughs> when he, you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying he looks like that type of uh, that type of uh, um uh lawyer um that is look always looking to no matter who they have uh to, that they represent them they always want to take 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 um advantage of advantage of them to benefit him and the heck with, it, with what they may get out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He no seems like he,
0: he, he doesn't care about. He, he he puts up the front that he cares, but he, he he looks to me like the guy that he doesn't care about. Um, his commodity. He cares about what they can do for him.
2: So exactly, he's always been that way. I mean, even yeah. since the '70s, he's always been that kind of guy.
0: And that's one reason why Floyd can't stand the guy because he—he, I think he can see right through
2: him, what type of guy he is. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so. Definitely um, can. Definitely yeah. can. All right, let me let's move on here because I'm, I'm talking about fantasy here, that's a good thing. I, I uh, um, it, what, what the, what, what that was that on HBO? That was on HBO because I think I, that uh, was on HBO, right? Last night. Yeah, it
2: was on HBO. Yeah, it was on and HBO I've, last night.
0: You know, I, I was watching the the fight before that, and I forget the two guys that the were Lomachenko? fighting.
2: Lomachenko. Say that again. Yeah, Lomachenko. Yeah, Lomachenko. And. Uh, I can't remember the other guy, guy's name, but Lomachenko had on the white trunks, and the other gentleman had on the red trunks last night. I, just I saw was Lomachenko. I, I,
0: was, I was watching the fight. It was around, I think nine or t- between nine and ten o'clock, and I forget the guys guys who were fighting. And I fell asleep, and after I woke up, quite naturally, it was after the fight because I saw it with the uh, the uh, Timothy Bradley fight on there, and uh, he fought um, he fought Rios. You saying right? Yep. Yeah, and I, I fell asleep on that freaking fight, and uh, um <laughs> and I forgot all about it until you just you just mentioned it to me. Um, so yeah. uh, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to replay it sometime on HBO. Um, over in this oh, yeah. So. I'll 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 check oh, yeah. my DirecTV I'll check, check my DirecTV um um uh guide and see when I can pick it up and, and uh I I'll, I'll make sure I um if I can't watch it that night I'll make sure I DVR it so I can watch it whenever I want. So All right, let's uh let me move on to the uh um Oh, you know what? I had just finished up. Just finished up. And I think you were you were listening to it about your Washington Redskins. And last time we talked, we talked about Kirk Cousins. He pulled off a nice win, um, but you weren't impressed. Um, now they go to Washington, Goes to now Washington goes to New England to play Mr. Undefeated, New England Patriot-led Tom Brady and company. Give me your thoughts.
2: You're going to see the real Kirk Cousins today. You're going to see the very real Kirk. No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. That's his M.O. He's up one game, you know what I'm saying? Then he comes back and comes down for like two or three games. That's his M.O. You can see the real Kirk Cousins today. Uh, I fully expect the Patriots to just slam the Redskins all up and down that field uh, today. I really expect that. You know, better cheat. He really he doesn't like the Redskins, you know, stemming back from old giant game, old you know old giant games and whatnot. So he has no love for the Redskins, and I can respect that. You know what I mean? I can really can respect that, but uh, nah. I, I mean I, don't, I, mean what else is to say? My boys gonna get they, they gonna get their hind whooped. They gonna get taken to the shed. Remember that. They're going to get
0: taken to the shit, well, Yeah, I remember that. I'm, I've been taken to the shit a few times in my day. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 61 years old, so my, my dad didn't play, man. He did not play.
2: Uh-huh. Trust me.
0: He did not uh-huh. play. Switch, belt, didn't play. <laughs> didn't play. Anyway, all right, let's move on to, to the, the game I wanted to talk about next, which is a very interesting game. Um in fact, the uh, Miami Dolphins, who got spanked by the um, New England Patriots, now goes up against another NFC uh, AFC East rival, which is in Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Um, and uh, I'm not picking winners and losers here. Um, all I'm picking is uh, uh, guys I like in this. I don't like Ryan Tannehill against this Buffalo defense, especially in Buffalo, um, even though – he threw for a season-best 282 yards and four scores in, in, in week seven at home versus Texans. Um, he threw for 300 yards, and but he, th- he threw for two interceptions in New, New England. Um, I don't expect him to do that well in uh, um, Buffalo. Buffalo's coming off a tough loss, um, and they're looking to, to get rebound back, thinking that the, the Bills are going to hand the uh, – uh, Uh, handle the um, Ryan Tannehill, but I like his wide receivers. I like uh, Jarvis Landry. I like Rashard Matthews. Both those guys, I think, take a trip into the end zone and get about five or six catches around 60 to 70 yards. I think they'll be effective in in this thing here. Um, On the other side of the ball, now both these defenses are pretty pretty, um, pretty stout against the run. Um, um, Buffalo is uh number 11 preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Miami is, is uh, a little worse, uh, 19th, but they still, uh, pretty stout defense. Dan Campbell's got these guys flying around the ball with the exception of what happened in new England. Um, uh, Tyrad Taylor, uh, a guy that a lot of people have forgot about. Um, they had a, um, buy last week, um, no, they didn't have a bye last week. They? Yes, yes, they had a bye last week, and he had been hurt. Uh, it, some people may put him put him on a waiver wire. This is a good time to take him off. He's a dual threat. I think he's going to have a decent day today, against the, um, especially playing at home, uh, being able to u- use LeSean McCoy, who I think is also going to have a good day. Um, and then his weapons, Sammy Watkins is supposed to come back. Um, I don't think he's going to get into double digits. Um, His first game back is a wait and see on me. Wait and see for me, in Sammy Watkins. I think the guy to to really target, uh, if you're hurting for, oh, for wide receivers, is uh, Chris Hogan, uh, and uh, especially Charles Clay, because uh, Charles Clay is a beast uh, from the tight end position. Um, with that being said, let's move on. We got a half an hour with a few, uh, quite a few games to go on. Um, Let's move on to the, now people, this is one of the games that I'm really, really want to really watch because we have the, um, the now versus the future in this. And I'm talking that, and I want to get your thoughts on this too, Macal. We have the St. Louis Rams visiting in Minnesota, playing the Minnesota Vikings. Now, quite naturally, uh, for now, it's outside because Minnesota is playing outside for now. And it's going to be a great football weather day, 55 degrees and clear. Great day for football. Um, and great day to watch a Hall of Famer to be, which is Adrian Peterson from Minnesota. Um, and on the other side, this kid has been tearing it up. Um, it, he's averaging 100 and about 125 to 140 yards a game. Um been balling. I mean, this kid is the real deal, coming off an ACL, and each week he's only getting better, believe it or not. And he's been beasting out on every team that he's played so far. Now he goes and and, and, and gets to see one of the all-time greats in Adrian Peterson when the uh, Minnesota's offense on on, on the field. And in turn, Adrian Peterson gets to watch firsthand Todd Gurley from the St. Louis Rams run run the football. I I I am so pumped up. I'm a running backs type of guy. I love running backs, and this is this is this is the game for me to watch because both these guys are um, dynamic runners. Uh, run you over or run past you. They can do it do it all, and quite naturally, I don't have to tell anybody in the fantasy to play these guys because. Uh, that's a no-brainer in my in my opinion. Uh, you play Todd Gurley and, and just sit back and watch. You play Adrian Peterson and sit back and watch. And I know for those Adrian Peterson fans, he hasn't been balling out. He hasn't been scoring a lot of touchdowns. But it's Adrian Peterson, and you know, at any given week, he can bust out. And if if it's going to be any week, it's going to be this week because the fact is, everybody's talking about Todd Gurley. And Adrian Peterson, just like any football player, got a lot of pride in saying, "I'm not done yet. I'm still the man." And watch me work, Macau Before I go any further with any of these players, give me your opinion on watching on seeing this game.
2: Oh, this is gonna be yeah, this is gonna be a good rock 'em sock 'em game, Slim. Ah, the old versus the the new, Slim. That like that type of. Uh, that type of epic battle is it, 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 just timeless. And it's going to go on and on in just about every sport. You know what I mean? But it's,
1: right.
0: it's
2: it's really good to watch it when it's two running backs, man. I like it when it's two running backs or it's two quarterbacks duking it out. But two running backs, you, it, it's a rarity, you know, in the NFL. Because, you know, running backs are dime and dozens. They just, like, you know, come and they go and they get rid of them after four or five years. But – yeah, I, I'm looking my chops. I'm gonna, ch- I'm, I'm gonna check this, uh, this game out. I, um, I'm not calling, I'm not calling either one. I'm not because, you know, even though Adrian Peterson hasn't been doing it all in fantasy, you, he, the hunger is still there. If you know what I'm saying. It, oh,
1: absolutely,
2: still there. i know what you're saying. Yep. But it's, it's still there. It's still there. Um. And then you know, Gurley. I, I mean, he's just he just keeps on the, he just keeps on impressing me. And he is exactly the type of running back that that coach wants. Hopefully, yep. you know what I mean. He'll be around next next year when his team before this team moves or whatever does something else crazy. But uh, yeah, that's that's about it. That's all I got. There.
0: Well, I wouldn't play Teddy Bridgewater in this game. I I, I think the the defense in uh, um. Um, St. Louis, and it's played in Minnesota, but the defense of St. Louis, defense travels. They're number two against preventing fantasy points against the uh, 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 quarterback position, number 15 in the running back position, and number seven in the wide receiver position. And I, I'm talking about St. Louis. Um. So, And, and on the other side, Minnesota is 8-8. Eight, eight, and nine respectively in preventing report uh, fantasy points against the quarterback, running back and wide receiver position in in that same order. Um, So just like McCall says, and just like I'm saying, um, this is going to be a slugfest. uh, And I think the, the both teams want to run the football first and then pass second. So that means their workhorse backs, Todd Gurley and Adrian Peterson are going to get the ball early and often. And see it, who's going to impose their will on the other team's defense. And uh, I'm this is old my fact in my opinion, this is old school football at its best. Two running backs, um, um, based two running back based teams in, in Minnesota and um, in, in St. Louis. Now, with that being said, uh, I love this other kid who uh, Mike Wallace had said this reminds him of a uh, younger Antonio Brown, meaning Stephon Diggs, who is a – I told you people about this kid a month ago, a month ago before he exploded on the scene. And he's balling out. He hasn't disappointed week in and week out. Uh, I don't expect him to to disappoint him here. I think he's – I hate to say matchup proof, um, but he's 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 very close to it. If he, you can compare him to a young Antonio Brown, like Mike Wallace, who has played with Antonio Brown, um, then that that tells me that he's strong possibility of him being matchup proof. Now, like I said, um, St. Louis has a very good pass defense, especially in the back end. But I think this kid still can get his numbers in fantasy, and I would play him. Um, uh, so there's only two guys really that I, I have a strong feeling about on the Minnesota side, and that's Adrian Peterson and Stephon Diggs. Um, Mike Wallace is really an afterthought because Stephon Diggs has been getting most targets, and, and he's warranted that. Um, uh, fifth-round pick out of Maryland, um, you didn't don't expect a fifth-round pick, but this guy is balling out, and he should have been a higher pick. But circumstances, uh, he wasn't. And when he got his opportunity, he made the most of it. And so you got to play him. On the other side, in St. Louis, uh, Nick Foles is definitely not a play for me. I, there's no way. Um, there's two guys, one high risk, high reward. The other guy, low risk and high reward. Um, I'll go with the uh, Todd Gurley first. He's low risk and high reward. He's been balling out. He's averaged over 100, uh, almost close to 150, 130 yards, somewhere in that range a game. Um, I, I, I like him a lot. Quite naturally, he's exploded on the um, fantasy scene, and everybody's talking about him. Um, and, and he that's definitely warranted. The other guy, like I said, he's high risk, high reward. He's getting a lot of touches in, in right spot. Um, people, a lot of people thought he was going to be doing this last year, the year before, um, but they're using him a lot better in better positions. Plus the fact Todd Gurley's on the scene, so he open things that open up for him. Uh, I'm talking about Tavon Austin, uh kid out of West Virginia. He's um, uh, uh, a dynamic play, play, uh, playmaker. He get the ball uh, in his hands, in space, even in the running game. and uh, um, He's got uh, world-class speed, and he uses it, and he can take it to the house uh, any, any place on the field. So uh, you can probably put him in the flex because they're going to try to get the ball to him, and I think he has, has a strong shot. Uh, to get it into the end zone, but I can't call it call an end zone an end zone bit. Let me put it that way. Let's move on to the next game, which would be the uh, Jets versus the Jaguars in MetLife Stadium. Uh, this is, in my opinion, in my opinion, this would be for those Jet owners, for those who uh, people who own the New York Jets players. Um, as long as these guys are healthy enough to play, um, they got absolutely toasted last week. Um, and, uh, I expect them to get back on a winning uh, track. And, um, so I'm expecting the, the, jets to, um, and the jet players, especially Jaguars, um, Jaguars, what, uh, two and five, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and um, look to uh, put up some fantasy points. Excuse me now, I'm, I'm trying to get myself together here. Um, so I, I, Fitzpatrick, he's come, he, he's got a problem with his uh, non-throwing thumb. Uh, he's supposed to be in a, some type of cast and, and a glove to prevent that, but he's been balling out. Um, he's probably one of these quarterbacks, especially the matchup that you want to use um, if you're missing – um, um, somebody from a uh, 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 um, a quarterback from Arizona, Baltimore, Detroit, Houston, Kansas City, or Seattle. Uh, this is a very good matchup uh, uh, against a team that is. Um, even though they are. Excuse me. Even though that the, uh, uh, Fitzpatrick is got a bad thumb, J- the Jaguars are twenty second against the quarterback. 28th against the running back and eight, 16th against the wide receiver in preventing fantasy points. So Jaguars are their, their Achilles heel is defending the quarterback position and the running back position. So what's that telling you? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick should be a decent play today, a, a bi-week filling. And probably depending on what the schedule is, a, a decent, um, a, uh, week to week, um, Uh, option because he's been balling out. Uh, Chris Ivory, expect Chris Ivory to have a very big day today to be able to run the football. Um, And I expect Ryan Spatrick to be able to get the football to Eric Decker and to Brandon Marshall. And I think both of those guys visit the end zone and and rack up some decent um, catches. Um, Targets equal opportunities, which which, uh, uh, equals um, receptions. Uh, and uh, yardage. So they should be a very good play, wide receiver two, and definitely a good flex position if you're hurting on a flex option or a wide receiver two. Uh, Brandon Marshall is a wide receiver one, so if he's healthy enough to play, even though he was limited uh, the last two days and is likely to play, barring any setbacks or Sunday morning surprises, um, he's definitely a play. Uh, on the other side, uh, don't expect T.J. Yeldon against this um, defense that is number two preventing fantasy points against the running back position to be able to run the ball effectively. Um, he's he's not a good play play for me And today, and I got him on a couple of my rosters, and I'm sitting him. I'm, I'm putting a, a better option in there. Uh, I, I do like both these Allens, Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson. I think Allen Hearns is the better play here. Um, Allen Robinson may be on Revis Island And that spells um, Very um, Limited fantasy points For Allen Robinson if that's the case Um, So I like Allen Hearns to be able to uh, Take a trip into the end zone and get the Most of the yardage between the two Allens All right Let's move on to uh, You got any uh, thoughts on that Miami um, Excuse me that that Jet and uh, Jaguar game for before I move on Hello, Macau.
2: No, I don't. I'm sorry. I had to mute on. No, no, I don't.
0: Okay. Um, Let's move on to a very interesting game. This could be uh, a wild card implications here. And um, both these teams really need this um, um, game in a worse way uh, because I think it may come down to -to head-to-head. Uh they're relatively they have the relatively the same record. Um the Raiders are four and three and on a two game winning streak and they're tied for fourth best record in the AFC. The Steelers are four and four, uh two and two at home and have lost their last two games. Um quite naturally everyone knows that the uh Steelers lost LeVeon Bell to a uh torn AC excuse me, not ACL, MCL and uh is out for the rest of the season. So, the running back that took over, that that was the running back in the beginning of the season, meaning D'Angelo Williams, um, in my opinion, is a very good play here, even though the um, Oakland Raiders are um, 18th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position, 25th in the quarterback position, and 19th in the wide receiver position. The Steelers are. Uh, believe it or not, the young Steelers and I said this earlier in the season, before the season starts, that this is a very young Steeler defense, and they may have growing pains earlier in the season. But as the season progresses, when they get used to playing with each other, um, they have a lot of talent. But they're young, and the experience is what they need is getting better. Well, right now the Steelers are number twelve in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, number four in preventing fantasy points against the running back and number 18 in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. Their weakness is the uh, tight end, just like the Raiders, who are, the Steelers are 30th, the Raiders are 31st in preventing fantasy points in in, in a tight end position. So what's that telling me? A tight end position, Heath Miller should have a field day a field day. Every tight end that's played against the Oakland Raiders has um, um, put up big fantasy numbers, and I expect Heath Miller um, not to be the exception. I expect him to, to put up big fantasy uh, uh, numbers here. And this is one of the weeks um, that you play Heath Miller, especially with six teams on a bye and those tight tight ends sitting on the sidelines. If Heath Miller in a lot of fantasy leagues had been on the waiver wire, been a free agent, pick him up. I know a lot of people have because they know the statistics just like I do and, and put him into your lineup as a t- in the tight end position. With that being said, I, I still like uh, Antonio Brown. You know that. It, there's no two ways about it. I've liked him for like the last few seasons, especially in that offense, especially with Ben Roethlisberger, who you want to start, who's going to throw for over 300 yards in this. I think both of these teams are going to put up some big numbers in here um, because of um, the skill players. I think D'Angelo Williams is a good play here. I think he gets about six, 60 to 70 yards, somewhere around there. And, and they uh, uh, visit because the way that it moves the football on the offense, a visit into the end zone. I told you I like uh, uh, Antonio Brown. I told you I like, uh, well, I'm telling you, I like Matavius Bryant. They got a lot of weapons um, uh, on the offense. And I Ben Roethlisberger and Todd Haley do a good job of, using them. On the other side of the ball, this is three young guns I talked about before the beginning of the season. I keep talking about them. I really like this team. It's not my favorite team. I just really like the the, the skill level of these and how the Raiders are finally using some sense and putting this team together. I'm talking about Derek Carr, Latavius Murray, who I've talked about uh, in Nauseam this year and last year, and uh, um, Amari Cooper, who I've talked about a lot. You play... All three of these guys, I think, they're going to be key guys in the uh, offense. Uh, I think Derek Carr is going to throw for over 250 yards, somewhere around a couple of touchdowns. One of them being to uh, uh, Mari Cooper, and a revitalization in the wide receiving position uh, from moving from San Francisco to Oakland is uh, Michael Crabtree. Uh, I would say gotten he doesn't have a uh, he hasn't found a fountain of youth. I think he's found a quarterback that is good enough to get him the football um, when he's open and um, in Derek Carr. So I think both of these guys have decent amount of yardage, um, 60 to 70 yards, somewhere around there, five or six catches. And and both of them visit the end zone because they're both big time wide wide receivers. Amari Cooper being a rookie, Michael Crabtree being a veteran. um, And and both of them play play well off each other. I like these guys a lot and um I think this may going maybe a, a shootout in the making. Macau, you got anything you want us to talk about on the Pittsburgh or Oakland side before I move on? No,
2: no, no. I'm I'm about to be a Pittsburgh fan in the, in in the very near future. But uh no, I don't, <laughs> have, I don't have too much I don't have too much on the Bulls.
0: Right don't, tell you, don't tell me! Don't tell me you're jumping teams. Is that what you're telling me?
2: Slam! They let go of Robert Griffin III. I will be a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Wow!
0: That that's a strong, you know that's a strong possibility. You know that right?
2: Yeah, I know it is. Okay, I know it is. That that I know I,
0: it is. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that's a possibility. That's a probability. I have to say that.
2: Yeah, um, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's it's a it's very highly likely that they that they'll do it. But it's also just as likely that uh, that he'll be there. And it's just as likely that this coach won't, will be out of here. Because I told you, this guy doesn't win seven games. He's out of here.
0: Yeah, I can believe that. Win, I can believe that.
2: He's got, he's got to win seven games.
1: Yeah, I can believe that.
2: Totally, he is totally alienated. The fan base, the ma- uh, management, everything, Just to, just to say, you know, Y'all don't know what y'all talking about. I'm doing what I'm doing. Meanwhile, you ain't never played in the NFL. Get out of here, man. You're right. no quarterback. I'm just done. I'm so done. But you know what? R- really, really though, really though, Jerry, it's not really about Robert. It's just um, the whole just how they keep doing stuff like this. Organization. So it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's Robert. It was. What they did to Levar Arrington, what they did to Trent Green, what mm-hmm. they did to Patrick Ramsey, what they did to Jason Campbell. I mean, it's a long list of dudes. Robert Griffin III is the last one for me. I mean, I'm just done. I hear you. Hey, that,
0: that's why you saw me move. That that's one, one of the reasons why you saw me move from one team to the next. Um, and, and a long a long fan, long-standing fan in on, on one team, and I, I just had enough. I just had just it just got to the point was. Um, uh, I feel more comfortable going to another team that that may struggle and may have its ups and downs, but I will feel better that going, going to that team rather than staying with the team and seeing all the dysfunction and stupidness go, go come along. So, I understand. I feel you, brother. I, I definitely feel you. Trust me. I, I've been there and done that. So, uh, I understand. All right, let's move on to uh, the uh, G-men. Who Eli throws for six touchdowns and lose the game. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Throw six touchdowns, and Eli throws no interceptions, and they lose the game. Wow. That's all I can say. Anyway, they go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been balling out. Tampa Bay has is three and four. Beat Atlanta in Atlanta. Even though they're one and two at home, they're playing the um, Giants. Uh, and Giants are one and three on the road. Um, I'm not picking winners and losers here. I'm just picking fantasy players. Um, I like Eli. E- when Eli gets on a roll, uh, he has a tendency to, to stay to stay on a roll, um, and I like Eli in this game. I think they're on a bye, I think, next week or the week after. I think it's next week, if I'm not mistaken. So I expect Eli to be able to throw for three touchdowns in this over 300 yards. Um, I think the better of the two running backs is Shane Vareen versus uh Rashad Jennings. Uh Vareen being that he's a more of a PPR type of guy, catches passes out of the backfield, more versatile, I should say. Um and the um Tampa Bay, even though they're thirteenth against the running back position in preventing fantasy points, I think um uh, in the passing game, they're thirtieth is uh, preventing point fantasy points against the quarterback and wide receiver p- position. So what's that telling you? That's telling you that Odell Beckham should have a very good day. Um, Ruben Randall, who's up and down Dwight, Dwayne Harris, who's, who's uh, still taking a spot of uh, Victor Cruz until he finally comes back. Whenever that is, if it's going to happen at all, um, they're sporadic, but I think the main guy is Odell Beckham quite naturally. I don't have to tell you to play Odell Beckham. He'll, he, he's a uh, every day, every-week play. Um, I'm telling you to play this they, because the Giants, even though they may not get into the end zone, um, I'm not saying they're not going to get into, into the end zone a lot in this game, but I'm saying even though they did not get into the end zone, they have moved the ball within um, – Field goal position, so you'd play Josh Brown, who's one of the more consistent field goal kickers in the league. Uh, And and, uh, I don't uh, notice all the games we're going through. I haven't haven't named a kicker, but I do like Josh Brown in this one because the uh, Tampa Bay is, even though they're 15th against preventing fantasy points, middle middle of the pack, I like Josh Brown in this one. On the other side of the ball, you know, earlier in the season, your cousin, uh, was dogging out Jameis Winston, and rightfully so. Um, Jameis had, was throwing some dump, some um, boneheaded interceptions, trying to force the ball, thinking he was back in FSU, and, and he wasn't. Um, he's gotten smarter as he's gotten uh, more into the season. Um, he's gotten 10 touchdowns, again, seven interceptions, and four of those interceptions were in the Carolina game. So we've taken care of the football a lot better than he was earlier in the season. He's on a roll. The um, Tampa Bay, like I said, pulled off a surprising win against a division rival in Atlanta. Um, um, So I like uh, uh, Jameis Winston in this game because the Giants are not good against the pass, especially quarterback position. They are 28th against the quarterback, 25th, against the running back, and 26th against the wide receiver position. Now, it may be skewed a little bit, but not that much because of last week's game against the Saints. They do not have a very good defense. And Steve uh, um, Pagnolia came back supposedly to revitalize his defense and improve it. It ain't happened. They're still piss poor. They still give a lot of fantasy points up to every position, including the tight end. Uh, which is their thirty second I, I did I did I I didn't mention that, but their 32nd second against the tight end. Austin Safarian Jenkins is supposed to be coming back this week. He's finally healthy enough to come back and I expect him to have a decent day. Uh we got a young quarterback. Young quarterbacks their best friend is the tight end position. So I I expect Austin Severian Jenkins to be involved in the in the um offense. Uh, especially against the giant defense whose linebackers and safeties are not not all that. John Beeson, they've just put him on IR. Um bring him back, and they is supposed to be activated. So they're supposed to improve the pass rush, but um John Beeson is now on IR season ending IR. So um we're talking about Austin Severian Jackins being able to have a, a decent day. Vincent Jackson's not going to be playing. He's out so that's more targets for uh the big wide receiver they have, uh second year player Mike Evans who's got a nice hookup with uh James Winston. So uh, you definitely got to play mean, the wide receiver one. And uh um think that's the, uh, about what I want to cover uh, in the oh, I'm sorry. And against and with Doug Martin running the football, um Doug Martin, I think he gets his uh uh his Benjamin here. I think I I like him a lot to get his Benjamin and a touchdown and Charles Sims in the uh um change of pace back and the uh pass catching back out of the backfield uh is a nice a um flex flex play. Uh so you play both of these guys, um I would. I mean if you're short on running backs, you could play um Doug Martin in the running back one or two position and, and uh Charles Sims in the flex because Giants are real bad against the running back position, and I expect both these guys to be able to flourish uh, against this defense. Um, that being said, let's move on to the next game with about four minutes left in this in this uh, uh, show, and I got uh, four games left. Let's talk about the Falcons and the <laughs> Blaine Gabbert-led 49ers. What happened to the 49ers? Benching Colin Kaepernick. People, let me. Let me. Let me do this for you. Let me. Yeah. Let me do this for you. Check this out. Go look at the statistics for Cam Newton, and go look at the statistics for uh, 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 Colin Kaepernick. And I'm telling you, they're very close. I don't have them in front. Of, I don't have them in front of me. I, I saw the t- statistics between the two. The only difference between uh, uh, really if you compare them, the only statistics in Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick is the record. Is the record. Yeah. Cam Newton is undefeated. Yeah. Um, the 49ers, a different story. But when you bench Colin Kaepernick, you're blaming it on the quarterback. It's been a bit, this this one-story franchise is in complete disarray. I, I, I am shocked. Now in the beginning of the season I said I didn't think these guys would would do so well because I didn't like the upper management and how they handle the the coaching position and then quite nasty when the coach left, you saw a lot of exodus from a lot of n- big name players e- either uh um free agents or, of- guys, or guys retired. It was it was crazy the amount of big time players never, decided to I, I call I it never quits. Seen
2: so many- I never seen so many football players retire at one time, man. That yep. was ridiculous. I mean, like young dudes. Yep. Wow. Yep.
0: Yeah, and you can see the handwriting on the wall, but I didn't think that the handwriting would be this big. Let me put it that way. Um, you can see the handwriting on the wall, but um, it 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 got it got so bad they got rid of one of their best. One of their best players, who I think still had a lot left, but because of circumstances, and I think it was just time for him to move on. To to uh uh would be, would be uh Vernon Davis, who happened to be a critic of Colin Kaepernick. I, I I think for a reason that he kind of, in my opinion, kind of froze him out of the offense. Um, um, and there was a lot of finger pointing in the players' only meeting, and, and a lot of it was uh, negative toward Colin Kaepernick. Uh, the head coach decided to make the move. Now, I don't know, I don't know if it's the head coach or someone telling a head coach to make this move uh, because I think the upper management past the head coach is totally inept, um, put, uh, forced uh, Jim uh, Harbaugh to leave to go to Michigan, which, it was, which was a stupid-ass move, in my opinion. One of the dumbest moves going, but they did it. And uh, you can see the, the end result, the end results. Of what's going on, so I don't know if Colin Kaepernick's days in in, in, in uh, San Francisco are numbered. Um, if I was him, I'd, I'd be looking to tell my agents, "Look, find a spot for me that suits my skill set, that I can be, be who I, I who I to be, the, all that all I can be." uh to coin an, uh, army phrase, um, because uh, I think uh, the way things going in San Francisco, this is not for me, the place for me to be. So Blaine Gabbert, uh, Atlanta is a very good defense to play today. I'll tell you that right now. We're talking about Blaine Gabbert, who hasn't even won uh, half a dozen games um, in, in the NFL. I think he's 5-22, and 22, if I'm not mistaken, in, 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 the, in his win-loss record. And, and they're putting him in there over uh, Colin Kaepernick um, to appease whoever or whatever. And, and uh, Colin Kaepernick going to be holding the clipboard. So, do I have anybody to play in San Francisco? Do I want to play Sean Drones or uh, uh, Kendall Gaskins? No, that's the running backs. Or Pierre Thomas? No. Uh, do I want to play Jerome Simpson? No. Do I want to play Torrey Smith? No. The only guy that I could possibly play because Vernon David left. I mean, Vernon Davis left would be Garrett Selleck, who well, that's the starting tight end for the 49ers because Vernon Davis left. You got Vance McDonald, but he he, he doesn't have sure hands. He, he, he has trouble catching the football, even though he's a tight end. And I think he's more of a blocking tight end versus Garrett Selleck, who's more of a, a catching tight end. Um, so if you're hurting for tight end, and you really got to be hurting for tight end, um uh, Garrick Selleck um would be a good play because who's the best play? I mean, who's the best player for a young quarterback and a quarterback that's not that accurate? It's the tight end. Short throw, middle of the field, uh a safe throw. And Blaine Gabbard is the epitome of that. So I'm not play don't there's, there's no one off San Francisco I want to play except for desperate measures would be the tight end position, and that's Garrett Selleck. On the other side, you play Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan hasn't been playing all that well either, but I think because of the ineptitude of the San Francisco um, um, backfield uh, backfield on defense, the 28th against preventing points against the um, wide receiver position, 29th in, in the uh, running back position, so – um, and only and 17th, they're a little better against the quarterback. But you got uh, Julio Jones and, and Devontae Freeman, who should have very big games. Now I'm gonna tell you about a kid. I know this. I know the 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 agent of this kid. I know this agent. Um, he's local, um, believe it or not. Uh, the kid's been playing for the last couple. Uh, I think last last two games because Leonard Hankins is not not playing. I'm talking about Justin Hardy. Um Justin Hardy is a um just got activated a couple of weeks ago. Um he only caught a couple passes last week. I think he gets a bigger role this week. I'm not saying he's going to get visited into the end zone because Julio Jones and, and more likely Roddy White are going to be the main targets in the passing game. But don't be surprised if you see this kid catch more passes and get targeted more because all the emphasis is going to be on Julio Jones and Roddy White. He's going to probably play the slot. Um, He's probably probably be going to get uh, wide open looks and his kick can take it to the house. Talking about Justin Hardy uh, uh, from the um, uh, um, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. And quite naturally one of the best kickers uh, because of the offense is in Matt Bryant, who I think – even on the road can can get some decent fantasy points to you. All right, let's move on to the we got uh, three more games left. Um and uh this is another another four o'clock game. There's three four o'clock games. This is the last of the four o'clock games. And that's the uh Denver Broncos visiting um the uh Indianapolis Colts. Peyton Manning going home um to face um Andrew Luck, who The Indianapolis Colts are having all kinds of problems. Andrew Luck looks like uh, um, Colin Kaepernick. It looks even worse than Colin Kaepernick. Let me put it that way. I mean, he looks bad. I mean, um, I've never seen a quarterback who's been so highly touted. He's got 12 interceptions against 13 touchdowns. So he's thrown one short interceptions then touchdowns with the same cast of characters. But they got Andre Johnson and Frank Gore supposedly to uh, uh, to re-energize or to put into the offense. And it's one of the worst showings of a quarterback that I've ever seen. Uh, Some of the worst decisions I've ever seen. They're going against the team. Uh, in the Denver Broncos defense that held Aaron Rodgers to 77 yards passing. Worst ever. I I said that earlier. Worst ever in his career. You think that the uh, Indianapolis Colts are going to have a uh, decent day? The only guy, the only guy, and, and it's hard for me because Denver is number one in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position, 17 against the running back, second against the wide receiver, and sixth against the tight end position. So they smother you all over the field. Um, And the only guy that I would be looking at to do anything, anything, and maybe get a trip into the end zone would be Kobe Fleeter. Uh, And... Uh, I, I and I, I'm reaching there. It, it's I know how they stifle the um, offense, who I thought was better than this offense, and I have talked about the Green Bay Packers. So Denver Broncos are extreme defense is a good play here, extremely good play here. I like the running backs
1: <coughs>
0: and C J Anderson and and um, Ronnie Hillman in this. I think they're going to run wild on the defense. Talking about Indianapolis, that's 24th. In preventing fantasy points against the running back position, 21st in quarterback, 22nd in wide receiver, and, and 26th in a tight end position. Vernon Davis is now there, tight and, and um, he's going to be uh, introduced into this um, offense in this game. Uh, I wouldn't put a lot on Vernon Davis this this week. Uh, I think he would be a strong play next week. I still say that Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, and the two running backs, CJ Anderson and Ronnie Hillman, are all plays that you play them all in there, along with uh, um, Peyton Manning. I think they're all going to have decent fantasy days. A lot of people are on a hot seat. Pep Hamilton's gone. Uh, they've got a new offensive coordinator. And uh, um, I don't know how much it's going to change, but. They're going. They're trending in the wrong direction, and I think uh, um, it's a uh, all-out ugly show for the uh, Indianapolis Colts versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, I got two more to go, and let's move on to. And I only ask Macalew his opinion when I finished the analysis. Uh, Sunday night show. Um, Team coming off a bye, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. Hopefully they fix some of their flaws uh, against the Tony um, Gromo-less Cowboys. Matt Castle's still there. Dez Bryant has another week back, maybe a little stronger, maybe a little better showing um, um, because they need it. Uh, They're on a uh, four or five-game losing streak, and uh, they're in need of a win. Both these teams really are in need of a win. Um, And... uh, you got um, DeMarco Murray making a visit back to Dallas. Uh, you know, he, he wants to get the ball early and often. Dallas, their worst part of their defense is preventing fantasy points against the running back position, which is 26. They're in the top 10 uh, in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, which is number six, uh, and wide receiver, which is number four. So the way to beat Dallas is to run the football Um Hopefully uh DeMarco Murray um or Chip Kelly uh gives um uh, the go ahead to, to use uh DeMarco Murray in the best way is that north and south versus uh, east and west type of uh uh um running back plays. So for me, DeMarco Murray is a definite play here. Um and uh, uh maybe Jordan Matthews and he hasn't been playing too well, but I think he can, with a week off, gather themselves. I'm not liking Sam Bradford, uh, even though his his uh, schedule going forward gets a little easier. Um, I think that until he proves different, he is not a play at all in here, but I do like the running back position of DeMarco Murray and Jordan Matthews in this play. And um, on the other side of the ball, Come on, man. Matt Castle, give me a break. Matt Castle, give me a break. Philly's defense is not that bad. They're number 13th in uh, preventing fantasy points in uh, uh, against the quarterback. Number five, what they do best is prevent fantasy points against the running back, which is uh, five in, in uh, preventing fantasy points. Number uh, eight, preventing fantasy points against the tight end. Their, their weakness is preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position and that tells me that they want um the Cowboys to run the football and prevent Matt Castle from trying to get to Dez Bryant and company. I do like Dez Bryant in here. I think he uh they they um unleash him in, in, instead of having a pitch count they they unleash him and hopefully Matt Castle can get to him. I do like um Dez Bryant in here. Um I don't like Jason Witten even though they're going to try to get the ball to Jason Witten uh, they're number eight, like I said, against the tight end position. So I don't think he has a very good day, um, but he gets targeted a lot in every week for the most part. Um, so if you have no other better option, you, you keep Jason Witten in your starting position. And I do like Darren McFadden, who's been playing well, just like DeMarco Murray. Darren McFadden is not an east-west type of runner. Open the hole, let him run north and south, He's the best way to do that, and I like Darren McFadden in here. Um, before we uh, move on to the last and final game on Monday night, Macau, what's your thoughts? You're an NFC East type of guy. Your team is the Washington Redskins. You know a lot about the Eagles and Cowboys matchup. Talk to me about this.
2: I have no idea what to say about these two teams. Like, the Eagles, you know, even though they – they, they they've done a little bit of uh, you know getting some of their stuff together, but this is not what we all thought this Chip Kelly team was going to be. I mean, they just a total disappointment. Look for look for Colin Kaepernick to be the quarterback for the Eagles, no doubt about that. Um, cow pukes,
1: <laughs> they
2: are like. I don't know what's up with this with that dude Hardy and uh, Hardy. I mean, because I was looking at Hardy get going off and Dennis Bryant trying to keep him in line or whatever. Yeah, too many high heads over there, man. Tony yep. Romo needs to get healed fast, or this yep. team is just gonna go. It's just gonna go eight and eight, seven and nine, like they usually do, or whatever. They need Tony Romo. You know, they. You know, it, it's. It's 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 really it's really uh, evident, and I wanted to go back to uh, your, uh, the other game uh, with uh, Andrew Luck. Dude, can you uh, are you paying attention at how how they're how they're uh, criticizing him? Like yep. they're, they they like they almost are not. Yep, you get that right.
0: I understand what you're saying. I know exactly where you're going with that. I understand.
2: You you're know exactly I'm right. going with it. I I'm not going nowhere. With it. I'm just saying. They are not criticizing this dude. I mean, Colin Kaepernick has been throwing much better than him, has been producing much better than him. Yep. Colin Kaepernick yep. is benched, and Luck is still playing. I mean, I'm just not like – I don't I don't know. I'm not saying that Luck should be benched. I'm just saying, wh- wh- what are we talking about here with Colin Kaepernick? I mean, like, wh- what are we talking about? I mean, and I'm seeing – and uh, I, I ain't saying that, right, but I'm seeing the same things happen, to the same types of quarterbacks yep. over and over again. We yep. went through this with Cam. I remember going through this with Cam. We went through this with my man down here in, in D.C. I understand.
1: We can't, they
2: can't, They they trying to ship my man out of here. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I ain't saying nothing, but I, I, you know, all, all all of it looked the same. It, it looked. It looks scarily the same, man. It looks really, really, it looks really, really strange.
0: No, no, it's not strange. I know exactly where you're going with it. Uh, and, I, and I, 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 I totally agree with you. I totally agree with where you're going with that. I understand. I do understand. and You know, I understand um, what yes. you're saying. Yeah. So yes, yes, yes. Uh, and and it, it is what it is. Um, it, 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 if if it smells, it looks like uh is the smell that looks like it it is. So um let's move on to the uh, last and, but not least game. Uh Chicago uh Bears versus the um uh San Diego Chargers in San Diego. Phillip Rivers has been balling out. Chargers are two and six are on a four-game losing streak, uh, but yet they're two and two at home. The uh Bears are two and five. This is pretty I mean, if you look at the records, these bad teams are on a two-game losing streak and a one-and-two in road games. But you got six quarterbacks on a bye. You got a a team, especially Jay Cutler, who's been playing pretty well um, for the last few weeks. He he, He throws a score every week, and twice he's had two. Okay, he's going up against a team that is uh, San Diego, 16th against preventing fantasy points in the quarterback position. is it, one is one of the worst teams in preventing fantasy points in the running running back position, and uh, their strong suit is preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. So what's that say to uh, um, the Chicago Bears? Uh, we're going to run the football, but Matt Forte is in there. We have um, our rookie. Our backup, Jeremy Langford, uh, who's a, in my opinion, a a, a flex play because he had a short – he ran for 46 yards and 12 carries last week. So that's a small sample size uh, against uh, a division rival, uh, which was the Vikings last week. Now he's going up against a a team in in their home stadium, meaning uh, San Diego, who's one of the worst teams against the run. It's a wait and see on me. You can put him in the flex position because you're probably hurting for a running back, especially for you Matt Forte fans who may have picked Jeremy Lankford up. Uh, he's a flex for me until you know what exactly what you got. Uh, he's going to be involved in the passing and running game quite naturally, but you don't know what you got. So you put him in the flex and, and you hope for the best. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey has been balling out ever since he's came come back. Um, Eddie Royals out with a knee injury. Um, so that leaves uh, Marcus Wilson and Mark Mariani along with uh, Alshon Jeffrey. So you know where the ball is going to go. It's going to go to Alshon Jeffrey and to the tight end position, what happens to be Martellus Bennett on the Chicago side. On the uh, Philip Rivers side, Philip Rivers has thrown for two or three scores in every game since week three and rolled up over 300 yards in each. Last week, uh, he uh, he uh, Threw for over 300 yards He even racked up over, over, um, 500 yards uh, Against Green Bay So he's been, th- he's been balling out And you know uh, Phillip Rivers is an every week play. I shouldn't even have to say that I don't like Mel- Melvin Gordon um, But Chicago is 7th uh, against Believe it or not Even though they only won two games Chicago is number 7 in preventing fantasy points in a running back position. Their weakness is in a passing game. Twenty-seventh against the quarterback and twenty-third against the wide receiver in preventing fantasy points. And they're third against preventing fantasy points in a tight end position. Uh Ladarius Green on on the um San Diego side is out. Uh that leaves Antonio Gates um and I wouldn't sit on t- Antonio Gates. Um, that's Philip Rivers' favorite target, especially when Keenan Allen is out for the rest of the year with a kidney laceration. Uh, that leaves more targets for Stevie Johnson and Malcolm Floyd, and uh, Philip Rivers' favorite target, which is Antonio Gates. So Antonio Gates is a definite play. Um, I like both of these wide receivers because Philip Rivers throws the ball a lot, meaning Malcolm Floyd and Stevie Johnson are going to get a lot of targets along with Antonio Gates, and targets equal opportunity. And I think both these guys make a visit into the end zone because I I like them a lot, uh, and uh, they uh, are are, are going to be given the opportunity to to, to make a visit into that uh, San Diego end zone. Um, With that also, uh, Danny Woodhead, not Melvin Gordon, who to me has been a total bust, that's the Wisconsin running backs. Uh, they look good in, in, in uh, uh, college. They come out into the pros, and it's a different story. And it seems like um, right now Melvin Gordon, is, it's the same old story with Wisconsin running backs. So you look for the uh, other uh, alternative, which is Danny Woodhead, who's been balling out, especially in PPR, and that's who you play. If you got him, start him with confidence. Um, I think he gets heavily involved in, in this game and, and uh, put up some decent fantasy points. All right, uh, with that being said, Macau, we're about to get out of here. If you got a uh, something that you want to say or talk about before we leave, uh, do so now. And uh, before you do that, I want to thank you for joining me uh, for this short time. And don't be a stranger.
2: Oh, no, I definitely won't be a stranger. I mean, there's so many things to talk about, bro. I don't even know what to say. But I just, I just, I, I, I guess I was somewhere asleep somewhere. I didn't know that the Titans also fired their coach. Yes. What's going on there? And then uh, I, I had already heard about Detroit. They just got rid of all the people in the front office. They just, yep. That lady just that lady just went in there and said, "Everybody, get the hell out of here! <laughs> <laughs> just get the hell out of here! Yep. Complete the whole going out, man." Yep. Yep. So, I mean, like you never know what's going to go on in the NFL. I mean, I, this is the first time we, this is the first time that I've seen in the NFL that what two two or three coaches got got let go during the in the, in the season. Yep. That's a lot.
0: That is a lot. It's been
2: a lot. here, it's been a lot here lately. But uh and, and the offensive coordinators like and or and some
0: more offensive coordinators lost their job. So, that's a lot too.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, man, there's a lot of dudes just losing jobs. They just mm-hmm. walking in and just telling them, get out of here. We don't want you yep. no more. Yep. It's just unbelievable, unreal how they doing it. Usually they let them stay to the end of the season and be like, nah, we gave you enough chances to just get on up out of here. But yep. goodness gracious. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, I, I didn't have too much. Um, I wanted you to uh, see if you uh, make sure you check out that fight. Timmy Bradley dropped that dude. Um, uh, wanted to get you. Wanted to get you a quick on that Canelo Cotto fight.
0: Uh, When's it supposed to take place?
2: Supposed to be uh, the twenty first of this month.
0: That's uh, a couple of weeks from now, right? Um,
2: yes, sir. Yeah,
0: a couple of weeks from now. Uh, oh, what? Right now, Saul
2: Canelo Alvarez versus Miguel Cotto. You got Cotto versus Puerto Rico. Uh,
0: yeah, I like the Puerto Rico. I like the Puerto Rico. I I, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: I, I, I like the Puerto Rico. But um, call back next week and I'll give you a better analysis. Right now, I'm not ready for that. Right now, so
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, all right. I, I really, uh, I'm really thinking Canelo's going to get that. You know, I okay. like I like Miguel Cotto, but I think he's a little bit old. I think Canelo's gonna. Uh, I think Canelo
0: might drop him. He okay. Might. Hey man, when you get when you get to uh, uh, Hispanics in there, you, you know it's going to be head to head and uh, mano a mano. Let me put it that way. So, um, yes, It's going it's to be who hits the hardest and, and who who puts in the best shot to put the other one down. All right, let me uh, let's get out of here. Uh, I want to thank all and Macau for joining me today. I want to thank uh, Victor briefly for for joining me due to technical difficulties. He has he had to uh, leave. Uh, tune in next week, same time, same place. Um, I am J T A K the Master, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time was when you find me on a Sunday morning. With that, we're out.
1: Steve.